1: Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's Business Leader, 1220 KDOW.
2: Good morning and welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about jobs number. This is something Wall Street's been waiting on. First Friday of every month. It's probably the most important piece of economic data that I look at. When I asked Dr. Jeffrey Rosen earlier this week from briefing.com, chief economist, I said, am I silly? Am I being a ninny? Am I being making too much out of that jobs number? He goes, nope. Wow. So, We go to the store and we meet this chick named Golden Fox. This was a perfect number. That's a weird thing to say out loud. A perfect number. For the markets. Maybe not for you, but for the markets. Again, that's kind of what we're focusing on on this show. We've got CFP Chad Burton here today. If you want to get your calls on the air. Call us, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Drop us an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Chat is in studio. It typically means we've got an event coming up this weekend, Elks Lodge, Palo Alto. Two events, Wealth Preservation and Retirement Planning, Saturday, June 8th. That's tomorrow from 9 a.m. to noon. Talking about strategies, managing your wealth that you've accumulated, favorite sectors. I'm going to go over 10 what I referred to as shopping list stocks, stocks that you always have on hand just in case. We're gonna do some tax reduction strategies and much, much more with estate planning. It's a good event. It's 5 bucks, One ticket gets you two people. Um, and if you want a free ticket to that, if you've never been to an event before, drop me an event, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. In the afternoon, Money 102 Wealth Accumulation Portfolio Structure. It's a workshop for basic understanding of investments and retirement accounts, and um, Portfolio allocation, dividend paying stocks, tax-efficient accumulation, good debt, bad debt, real estate, and much, much more. You can sign up for that event, robblack.com. Robblack.com, that's from one to four. So the jobs report was out for May. Job creation was solid at 175000 That's ahead of the 163000 we got last month. The unemployment rate rose to 7.6%. That's partially because the labor force participation rate actually increased. This is pretty good news for the market. You get solid job creation, meaning the economy is on track. There's no tightening in unemployment, which would force the Fed to hand on quickly tapering quantitative easing. So good stuff. s 500 is up 14 today. The Dow is up 142. The Nasdaq up 24. I like what we're seeing. Let's see, what else is there to throw out there? Walmart up 1.4%. They're approving a new $15 billion share buyback. I'm going to be sending out a newsletter later this morning. If you want to get a copy of it, go to rob at robblack.com and sign up for the visitor sign up. Or just drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. And inside the, the email, inside the investor letter that I'm going to be sending out today is tied towards second quarter. First quarter just ended. Earnings were up about 5%. They were expected to go up anywhere between 1% to 2% pretty good, pretty good earnings. Now there's also a lot of share buybacks which push the stock market much, 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 much higher. I would look for earnings growth to accelerate in the third and fourth quarters, actually getting back up to potential double-digit numbers next year. I would look for share repurchases to decelerate in the second quarter, in large part because many of these stocks are sitting at all-time highs. So Walmart up 1.4% this morning, $15 $15 billion share of buyback. Yum! Brands up 2.3%. They got a big old analyst recommendation today. Gap up after reporting same source sales from May that beat expectations. This is all pretty good stuff. TiVo down 19%. They settled a patent dispute for less than what was expected. TiVo is one of those companies that I could see acquired by Microsoft, by Apple, by Google. They make great hardware. They've got wonderful software, and they're in the TV. Mm, Maybe for patents more so than for the hardware, if they have patents that are, how shall we say, unchallengeable. So the report on earnings, on job creation, I'm sorry, sweet. It hit the sweet spot. It shows that investors, it shows us, the investor community, that the economy is growing, but not fast enough for the Fed to be concerned. It couldn't be better. The improvement in the labor market is a sign companies are looking beyond fiscal restraint this quarter. They're often optimistic enough about the prospects for demand in the second half of the year. A um, little bit more color on Yum Brands. Um, China. Yum Brands makes Kentucky Fried Chicken, and there's crazy, crazy video of people getting married in Japan and China at Kentucky Fried Chickens. And you're like, no way. But if you go to YouTube, you'll see it. It's because our food quality in the United States is the best in the world. Have you ever been traveling the world and you go, ooh, that looks like it may not be safe to eat. You don't do that terribly much inside the United States. So Yum! Brands is a play on high quality. Believe it or not, high quality Kentucky Fried Chicken. I still find it weird that the Kentucky Derby is sponsored by Kentucky Fried Chicken. That just is weird to me. Tells me you don't want to be a losing horse in that race. Um, so those are the, really the big, powerful stories of the moment, of the day. So if you watched the NBA last night, you know that it's product, right? It's product for ESPN or ABC or NBC or CBS. Those are all publicly traded companies. And for some reason, people like to, LeBron James is very polarizing. You either love him or you hate him. And it's interesting to note, he's on the hate side at this point in time. Will Smith's after-earth is considered a disaster, not doing very, very well. On the 10th of this month, i.e. Monday, we're going to get a lot of news about Apple. Apple had some ridiculous, ridiculous amounts of stories tied towards it this week. One of them is that they're going to start a trade-in program on phones. So that's one way that they'll be able to get their equipment back and put it in third-world countries at massive discounts, so i.e. a cheaper iPhone. There's an iPhone mini rumor this week. I know, right? An iPhone mini? Don't we want the, the exploded large screen? Aren't we Americans? Uh, there's also a story on Apple. What is the story on Apple? There's one more story on Apple. Um, oh, iRadio. Apple's iRadio is all is a go, so it says all things digital. Reports are that Sony's on board with Apple's streaming music service, given it deals with all three major music labels. Uh, the analyst over at All Things Digital says he believes we should be hearing about iRadio or whatever Apple's going to call it on Monday. On Monday, so it's going to be a big day on Monday. Get CEO, CEO, he's a CEO. New Focus Financial, but we also got the CF. P, Chad Burton from New Focus Financial sitting in today. He's going to be starting a new radio show on the station. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about the events this weekend. If you've never been to an event, drop me an email at rob and the first three people that do, I will get you in free of charge. Otherwise, it's five bucks. It's not a lot of skin off your back. Don't stress about it. One ticket gets you two people. There's two events. There's a Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning Event in Palo Alto at the Elks Club. There's a Money 102 event at the Elks Club in Palo Alto from 1 to 4. Sign up for either or event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com.
1: 2%.
3: That's a Bloomberg Market Minute.
1: to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDO Double.
2: Talking about things financial, money, investing, and more. One of the things that I truly, truly believe in is give blood at least every two to three months. I've got two reasons for this. It's socially the right thing to do. But also, I think it's good to clean some of your blood out of your body on occasion so your body replaces it with new blood. I know that sounds goofy, but I think it's true. Um, you could do me a favor if you dig this show. Go to BeTheMatch.org and sign up for, you know, giving some of your, uh, you know, fighting leukemia and lymphomas and, you know, life-saving marrow and umbilical cord blood transplants. Um, I've done it. They send you a little swab. You dab your mouth. You send it back, and you're in a genetic database. And if someone ever needs you to save their life, you're there. Um, they ask for a donation because those kits aren't free. So you could either do a donation, or you could do a kit, or you could do a donation in a kit. So it's so easy. Anyway, CFP Chad Burton here with me. We've got two events this weekend, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning. Who is a good candidate to come to Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning at the Yelks Lodge in Palo Alto on Saturday?
4: So, yeah, the morning event, that's for people really that are within 10 years from retirement. Or they're in retirement. You no, know what that could be? You could be 45 years old with a bunch of options and you're going to retire soon and live off of your portfolio, especially if you're younger. it's You have so many more years that you're going to need to rebalance your portfolio, the right way to invest for income in this interest rate environment. When do you peel off the growth? What do you invest in and, and, and when do you rebalance? And so we go through each of those. And what does retirement really cost? I mean, I, you know, we have people, like I said yesterday, all the time that come in and they have their spreadsheets. In terms of here's return, here's my income, oh, it looks like it can last. But they forget about inflation. They forget about how do you calculate the taxes, which accounts do you draw from first. Um, for example, at 70 and a half, you have to draw from your 401Ks and IRAs, and that explodes your tax bracket for a lot of people. So you got you got to front run that. you got to deal with that much earlier in life on when you pull out of your IRAs. How do you maximize each of the different levels of the tax bracket because it's not just one rate it's a bunch of different rates as you step up the ladder it's a frightening
2: experience the thought of retirement of no longer working in this day and age where fewer and fewer people have pension plans back in the day the pension plans it was like kind of like oh sweet i don't have to work anymore i'm gonna get yeah. paid a sizable chunk of money for not working the social security is meager it's not a lot of money uh you have to get taxed on it you have to pay your health care which pretty big misconception out there um I'm not looking forward to retirement because I don't know what I'm going to do in retirement. Like to me, my day is defined by studying the markets. I dig that I got to wake up and study the labor employment situation in the United States and, you know, read analyst calls and uh, study up on the market. Thoughts?
4: Yeah, I mean, retirement is a difficult thought for me too because all the stuff that I love to do just, you know, beats up my body. Snowboarding, wakeboarding, wake surfing, all that kind of stuff. So. I don't know what I'm going to do in retirement. <laughs> a lot of people in my business work of, to a, a really old age because clients are friends and things like that. So, and that's the thing is that you get these people too that have done well in the market or in stock options or inheriting, and they say, you know, they get focused on retiring at 55 and they have no idea what they're going to do. And what happens is they they end up becoming misers. They don't know what to do with their money. They don't they, they don't want to spend it because they don't they're not making it anymore. And they're completely miserable. So you really have to do a transition phase. If you're, in fact, a lot of people, if they've been working, you know, sixty hours a week, they need to do a slow transition out of that. It's almost like a decompression phase. Um, it's especially good to do for attorneys and things like that that have a practice. Is to plan a nice long transition, but plan it and then stick to it. Um, and even business owners, you've, you know, if you want to sell your business and get something out of it. Five to 10 years in advance, you need to hire somebody that can do your job, take away the daily tasks, and start getting enough time in your day to start planning that overall transition or the sale of your business to make sure things happen the way you want. Most people just put their heads down and work, 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 work until that kind of fictitious line in the sand of age 65, and they don't really end up with a plan. So you really have to um, start transitioning your portfolio 10 years out from the date you want to retire.
2: With that said, uh, anything you want to comment on this morning in the news?
4: Um, I didn't know the Samsung had a bit of a downgrade. They've been that's a big stock that's been rallying quite a bit. It's down I think about seven percent today. But yesterday we were talking about bonds and shortening up duration and international bonds, and it's really interesting because Vanguard, who's been you know the conservative, um, low-cost investor, nothing really too uh, fancy coming out of Vanguard ever, well. they made a massive switch in their recommendation of what investors should own as core allocation in their funds. And they added a international bond fund, a Vanguard Total International Bond Index Fund. Now, when it comes to anything international, as as I've I've said before, I don't like indexes. Um, I like indexes for large cap and mid cap U.S. Everything else, I tend to like to find good managers that outperform the indexes. So this is definitely not a recommendation, but but in some of their funds, like the Vanguard Target Retirement Funds and the Vanguard Life Strategy Funds, which are kind of good no-brainer funds for people that are in their 20s and 30s trying to figure out what to invest in, um, it's 20% of the fixed income allocation. And so what they're seeing is that you've got higher yields overseas. You've got certain uh, countries, especially in the emerging markets, that the sovereign debt, the, the balance sheets of some of these countries is better than the U.S. They're not printing money left and right like Japan, U.S., and the ECB. And um, so they're seeing some of the value and the diversification in those international bonds. And I think that's, that's, that's a big step for Vanguard to come out with something like that.
2: So there's four things that are driving the market right now, and these are pretty easy to understand. Massive liquidity with low yields, i.e., a lot of cash. Disappointing growth in emerging markets. The beginning of the U.S. pullback from quantitative easing. And what's referred to as positioning. Positioning would be the thought that everyone's long the dollar, everyone's short the yen. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty dramatic right now. Those are the fourth things on the the, the market right now, Chad. And for the U.S. markets in particular, I, I see earnings picking up. I see this is a, a pretty good market that you want to be involved in, and not and not say I want out.
4: Yeah, and you've had a bit of jumping rate in bonds. So as long as you've shortened up your bond portfolio, the duration in your funds that you own, it's a good time to rebalance to kind of get your overall asset yeah. allocation back to normal. And for the majority of your listeners that are younger, uh, you just mentioned emerging markets and the disappointing returns in those areas yep. compared to the U.S. The U.S. has drastically rallied. Part of that, too, is because Japan, with printing all the money, is hurting some of the outsourcing in the emerging markets. That's not going to last forever. So continue to, to buy those areas in your 401k on a weekly basis. World Cup qualifying match tonight for the United States against Jamaica. If you can
2: stand that excitement. <laughs> Come out tomorrow to the Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning event, Saturday, June 8th, 9 to noon. Elks Lodge, Palo Alto. Come meet CFP, Chad Burton, and myself. It's 9 to noon. It's a retirement thing. It's a, you're heading towards retirement. You know who you are. Money 102, accumulation and portfolio structure in the afternoon. Sign up at robblack.com. Yeah,
1: got- .com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Take a look at
2: the TV chat. Is that his dad's suit
4: or am I thinking? (laughs) (laughs) It's a rough tie-tie job. A tie-tie job. I'm with you. Anyways, you have P. Chad Burton sitting in today. Um, one
2: area that's got great momentum and three quick things, doing two seminars tomorrow in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge, one for wealth preservation and retirement planning. I could use a little bit more, how shall we say, attendance. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Um, I got a newsletter coming out later this morning. It's going to be tied towards market commentary. It's going to be tied towards a stock idea. It's going to be tied towards earnings season, wrapping up and and talking about what we expect going forward. But there's also a new radio show starting. We're trying to figure out what to name it. I'm thinking of calling it Chad Burton and Your Money. It's coming Monday, this Monday. You go to work on Monday?
4: Yeah, I go to work on Monday. (laughs) Rough being you. 1
2: o'clock to 2 o'clock every day here on KDOW. 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock. Chad's to do the show four days a week. I'm going to do the show one day a week. Um, having trouble naming it. I'm thinking of calling it Episode 7, Return of the Chad Burton. The new and improved Chad Burton show. What are some of the other ideas out there? It's Chad Burton and your money. What, what was the one you had? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll? Yeah, but that's... Yeah. No, it was money. Money, markets, and wealth. Money, markets, and wealth. Yeah. Thing I think I do like money markets. Starts making it sound like
4: a money market a show. Money market it's show. all about keeping your cash in money markets and out of the markets.
2: All right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. So,
4: if anyone has a good idea
2: on what to name the show, send them an email, Chad at chadburton.com, Chad at chadburton dot com. I'm thinking episode seven: Return to the Chadburton, or Return to the Chad, or just call it Chad. The Jar Jar Bank show. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's going to be that annoying.
2: Oh, so that starts here on the station every Monday through Friday, it will be a great show, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Chad Burton, someone I've worked with for the last roughly 15-plus years, and I've never met anyone who can make financial planning sound right and normal and part of your lifestyle, and he does that. So one area that's got great momentum, Chad, real estate. Yeah, yeah. And in the Bay Area, you could be cash house-rich and cash-poor. Zillow CEO was on... CNBC yesterday, and he said right now is a great time to sell. Now, again, he's got some vested interest, right? Mm -hmm. Some of the best IPOs last year were some of the real estate um, IPOs. He says as mortgage rates inevitably go from 3% to 4% to 5% to 6%, it's going to create a problem down the road. Ultimately, if you have any equity in your home and you're thinking about selling in the next couple of years, he says do it now because home values won't be rising. So he said the $300,000 house that you can get today, it's not going to 500000 because people could only afford a $3,000 a month payment or a $2,000 a month payment or $1,000. we are not getting wage inflation to go with our real estate inflation.
4: Right. Yeah, another half a percent on the 30-year fix could slow it down quite a bit. The problem with that is is that, I mean, it's a great time. If you're going to retire in the next five years and you were thinking about selling your house in order to be able to afford retirement and move out of the state, you should probably put that – Sucker up right right about now. Because yeah. everything cycles. It's a 10-year it's cycle. So if you miss this top of the cycle, and say, let's say the top of the cycle lasts another uh, year or two, so you've got some time here. But if you miss that cycle, you could be waiting another 10 years to be able to get that opportunity again. The problem with most families, though, they're trying to sell and then trade up, right? You know, move from Sunnyvale to Saratoga or something like that. And they're getting outbid. It's really hard to find a, a place. You get cash buyers from even out of the country or from private investment funds that are you know all cash want to close in 15 to, to, to uh, 30 days and and not have to deal with a mortgage and so a lot of people are having problems finding that next step up you know what i mean right and it's tough because a lot of families too you want you have kids and the grade school in your area might be good but the high school is horrible so if you stay where you are you're gonna have to pay for private high school or you're gonna have to move and try to get into a better district. So there's a lot of people that I've seen really struggling with that issue of uh, when do I sell and when do I trade up, and is it really worth the trade up right now because prices have jumped so much.
2: I'm 100% agreeing with the Zillow CEO. If you're going to sell the next five years, do it today. Yeah, because you know where the market is. You're, you're near the, the top of the cycle. And if rates do go to 4% 5%, your home is worth a lot less. Um, as much as 10 to 20% for each percentage point, interest rates could move up.
4: Yeah, I don't see them going up a percent, though. In the next, they've gone up a percent six, in the last month,
2: from roughly three point three percent to four percent.
4: Yeah, it's it's a but a, another to, to see it at five percent again. I think that's going to be pretty tough on the economy. We'll see. I mean, this is an economy that's very. I mean, you're it's addicted to the housing market. It's addicted to the Federal Reserve liquidity right now.
2: But it cuts back on quantitative easing. Mm-hmm. And mortgage rates go
4: higher. Yeah, they will. So they you know, I was listening to Dennis Gardman this morning, and um, there's been no cutback. I mean, they've been as aggressive as ever on buying the Treasuries on the Federal Reserve. And so today, you're right. You said it. You nailed it in the first part of the show. It was almost Today's number was almost a perfect number. So it beat expectations, 175,000 jobs created instead of 165. What's amazing is the market's getting excited about that. And they're getting excited about it because it's too mediocre to make a dent. You need 100,000 jobs created just to make up for population growth. So, you had 75,000 of the really, I mean, they're talking about an unemployment rate went from 7.5 to 7.6 percent because people, 420,000 people, came onto the workforce that haven't been looking. They decided to start looking. And so, the real unemployment numbers out there are probably more like 8.5 percent. And so, that's, and the Fed's been very clear on uh, what they're going to do in terms of keep doing this until the unemployment rate comes down. And it's not anywhere near. What's their target? Six and a half percent, I believe they said. So they say. So, so the tapering, if they do, it's going to be pretty well uh, communicated, right? Let's say Greenspan's out in the news today. I wouldn't listen to that guy for anything. But he's talking about they should taper right now. Like, what does he know? <laughs> he should just go away. Yeah, he's he <clears throat> a
2: joke. Former Fed Reserve Chairman Alan so he, Greenspan. He knows a little bit, but is he, he knows he dra- how to create
4: is- a housing bubble. <laughs>
2: Wow, so, how do you really feel? Yeah. Anyway, um, BioGen's in the news today. Here was a stock that two weeks ago was 240 bucks and it dropped to 220 bucks, and then it's up five bucks today. Biotechs have done incredibly well, Chad. Um, this year, this stock has gone from 150 bucks to 220 dollars.
4: Yeah. Um, well, a lot of these you know larger drug companies have so many patent cliffs that uh, a lot of these biotechs were takeover targets. And we're trying to get. Uh, They've got to get something in the pipeline, you know. So, We're also starting to see some success on the genetics.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Ten years ago when genetics were a new thing, the DNA sequencing, these companies weren't hitting home runs with their drugs. Now they're starting to tinker with them ever so slightly and coming up with not cures for melanoma, but far better treatments than ever for various types of cancer. So it's a um, good day to be a biotech. Would I buy an individual biotech? I would not. To me, every biotech company, and we'll call you biotech company one and biotech company two, we're both working on the cure for cancer and I can't tell the difference.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's why VC funds will invest in 10 and maybe one or two or hit the home run, the rest are failures. And that's how venture capital works? Yep. You know, getting back to housing, there was an article by Karen DeMasters and, uh, that came out yesterday it was talking about the perfect storm, housing debt adding to this uh, perfect storm for retirees right now. So you have historically low interest rates which is really really rough on savers. I mean the income for for CD and bond investors is less than half of what it was in 2007. Oh, yeah. So that's brutal on your income. And in 2007 it wasn't
2: anything to write home about either.
4: Right. At the same time there's been there's been, you know, medical cost inflation even on Medicare Part B that you pay for out of your Social Security check of, you know, sometimes double digits in the last several years. Um, so your income has gone down. Your medical expenses have gone up a bunch. And the, for those age 75 and older, housing debt accounts for two-thirds of debt payments reached 52000 in 2010 compared with a low of 19000 in
2: 1995.
4: So people have moved up their housing and their debt close to retirement. Those are some of the big disasters that I've seen in retirement is people that – Decide to move just prior to retirement. And they they want to get to that next house, and they buy it. They think they're going to spend twenty grand on upgrades, and it ends up being seventy thousand dollars on upgrades and you know, distraction from work. And Contractors else. lie. Ugh. Any time that you get a bid for anything, yeah. add thirty five percent to it. Because once you get into it, either you're gonna to add to it or the contractor's gonna come back and say, Well, we should probably do this, that, or the other thing and there's a change order here. That was a pretty there. good
2: impression of a contractor. Yeah. I really believed you were a blue collar contractor. You
4: today. did? Well we should probably do this or that here.
2: Thank you. Try my hardest. Playing the part of the contractor. Yeah. Chad Burton. Return the Chad.
4: Episode seven. Ooh, the Chad. The the, the Chad show. All right. Need help with that one. Let's get some calls today. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. If you've got a money question, we'd love to talk to you.
2: What's that number again?
4: 800-516-1220. Oh, 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 good job there, Chad. You've got
2: 16 minutes to get to work, everybody. Ding-dong, bittily-ding-dong. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little smooth on that microphone. It's bothering me. Hmm. So um, plug the seminar. What, what should we know
4: about your event? Well, we are just talking about health care costs. I mean, from the beginning of the event, it's really the first part of the question that we answer is, how much does retirement really cost? What do you need to know in terms of what are the health care costs between Medicare Part B that you pay for at 65 and all the other ancillary costs that go through that? How much are you going to pay in taxes? So how much do you truly need? What's a safe withdrawal rate in today's low interest rates? Let me show you what to do with the portfolio.
2: And if you hate Cirque du Soleil clowns like I hate Cirque du Soleil clowns, Come to the event. Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning from 9 to noon. Money 102. Portfolio structure in the afternoon. Elks Lodge, Palo Alto. Sign up at robblack.com.
1: Listening to Rob Black and Your Money. On AM twelve twenty KDO double. And IR radio station.
2: So CFP Chad Burton's in the start a radio show here on KDOW twelve twenty on Monday. Monday through Fridays from one PM to two PM after the market closes. The names that we're coming up with Chad Burton and Your Money is probably the closest one that we like so far. We've also got Bingo with Chad Burton where we're going to be calling out (laughs) I-17. I-17. So get your bingo cards here and now. Five bucks, get you 200. So we're going to start illegal gambling on radio.
4: And we can do an iPad
2: app for bingo in the Chad Show. You know, I love bingo. This is a little known fact about me.
4: When's the last time you played bingo? Less than a year ago. Really? Yeah,
2: went to a church, won $2,000. Really? Yeah. I think you would have
4: told me about that.
2: The bingo crowd is kind of a, a crazy crowd. Like, every time they say B9, all the, all the church yes. ladies go. No, <laughs> all the church ladies say, hallelujah. <laughs> As in tumor is a B9 I tumor. It. I get it. I'm with you. There's bingo humor. Anyway, there's CFP Chad Burton Show. Drop him an email, chad at chadburton.com. Give him an idea for what he should call his show. Be serious about this. Seriously. Um, What else do we have? i got a newsletter going out later this morning. It's going to be my last one for about 45 days. Talking about earnings season. Talking about a stock that I particularly like. Talking about a sector that I particularly like. You can sign up for that at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Just under visitor, sign up. Plus, we've got some seminars this weekend in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. The Elks Lodge is a pretty cool location in Palo Alto. It's um, incredibly bright and friendly. Uh, they have a bar, so if you're having a bad day, stop on by.
4: Rob drinks heavily while I'm talking. I drink heavily. Makes the later part of the show interesting.
2: 20 hours of the day. <laughs> My advice to you. you getting four hours of now. Hold on. Let's hear the drop.
1: My advice to you. Start drinking heavily. There you go. There.
2: there you go. I got a new producer, number eight. Got to break him in and let him do his little funny radio bits. <laughs> Hey, at least he's trying. I, that's all I asked for. Yep. You remember the time that... Push a button here and there. The engineer here was running the show, and uh, he fell asleep with <laughs> my radio show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so two events. Some people just aren't morning people. Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning, and uh, that's in the morning from 9 to noon. That's CFP Chad Burton runs that. Then we're doing a new event, uh, new content, new slides, new everything. And this is a, a co-event between me and Chad, a co-workshop. It's or 102, Wealth Accumulation Portfolio Structure. Uh, talking about 401Ks, talking about accumulating wealth, trying, talking about getting those, you know, years where you're really beefing up your savings. So CFP, Chad Burton, let's talk a little estate planning right here, right now. What do we need to talk about?
4: Well, laws change drastically at the end of the year, so, and we'll talk about this at the event Again? Well. No, not, not since oh, last 1231, year. yeah. Okay. Well, it's was kind of done really late in the year, but really a lot of people have living trusts that are out there. It's, you know, California is a very expensive state to probate and probate is the cost that go to the courts and attorneys when you die. And so most people that have assets, if you have a home, if you have accounts outside your retirement accounts, brokerage accounts and things like that, real estate, you need a living trust to say, here's what's going to happen after I pass. It avoids thousands and thousands of dollars in probate. But a lot of people now, as a result of the new law, their trust if they haven't updated in the last really twelve months, their trusts are too complicated in many cases they create trusts at the first spouse's death that you might not necessarily want. you have to do it because you got this contract, but you might not want that so people really in if unless you're over you know ten million dollars as a couple, you really need to probably dumb down your trusts and you know that might not be the same for a couple that's been married. You know, it's their second or third marriage. They each have kids from previous marriages. Maybe they need to complicate their trust a little bit so that you know it protects their kids from the previous marriage. But couples that have been together for you know since the beginning and their estate is under ten million dollars, uh, they might need to simplify it so that these bypass trusts and other types of trusts are not created at death based on these current laws. I'm with you. Here's- We've got time for another question. I got an email question from John. Go ahead. I've got a thirty-year mortgage at three point six two five percent, six hundred twenty-five grand. I've got eighty thousand on my HELOC at three point one five percent. I make one hundred fifty grand a year. Should I po- focus on paying off the HELOC as fast as I can? I have almost a million in equity. Thanks. Uh, P.S. I'm fifty years old, married. Wife stays at home. I have two kids, twelve and nine years old. Thanks. So, you know, in most cases, you look at this and say, if it was a 30 year old you said don't make extra payments, right? You, as long as you're saving at least 10%. But this guy's 50 years old. He's got two kids, 12 and 9, so he started a little bit later on the kid front. And he's got a kid going to college in six years. So this is a situation where before you start making extra payments on your home, you have to do an overall financial plan. You have to see, am I on track for retirement? Because if he's got a 401K available, I would rather him, Max that out as long as his cash flow can still easily afford the payments on these mortgages, right? Because these mortgages are a tax deduction for him. Right. But at the same time, he also has a cash flow issue coming up in the future in about six years. And in nine years, he's going to have two kids in college, which is going to be pretty tough on the cash flow. So – A lot of people say, well, they've got these kids going to college, so they start focusing on either paying down debt, maxing out the retirements, or putting money into 529 plans and the education. But you've really got to do a cash flow analysis to see, you know, if you start saving too late in the college account for a child, it can, number one, screw up their financial aid ability. And two, you know, most of these 529 plan funds are too conservative to really get anything for an older child. So... In this situation, it's, it's you know, I need to know what else is in the overall financial plan. How close is he to having enough to retire at 65? What are the priorities? Because if he's got enough to retire, he's got enough saved up for college, then by all means, pay down that HELOC. But if he's going to have to have a cash flow issue for college, it might be a different story. So a lot of issues involved in that one. Two events coming up tomorrow.
2: Chad and I are giving up our Saturdays. Come join us. Two events tomorrow in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. One on Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning from 9 to noon. One on Money 102 Wealth Accumulation Portfolio Structure from 1 to 4. Sign up at robblack.com.
3: When it comes to retirement planning, there's no one set of rules that applies to everyone. That's why Rob Black will be holding two events in Palo Alto tomorrow. If you're actively engaged in retirement planning already, you can learn strategies that can help you manage your wealth more efficiently as Rob and CFP Chad Burton conduct a special workshop on wealth preservation and retirement planning. That's 9 a.m. to noon tomorrow at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. For those with a basic understanding of investments who have gone beyond the 401k, there's a new event called Money 102 from 1 till 4. During this in-depth session, Rob and Chad break down everything from proper portfolio allocation and tax efficiency to estate planning tips. Both of these events take place at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto tomorrow. Wealth preservation and retirement planning from 9 to noon, Money 102 from 1 to 4. Sign up for either event at robblack.com. That's robblack.com.
1: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network. news, and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network.
2: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and much, much more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. An average employment report from the month of May. Average work week held steady at 34.5 hours. Slight upward revision from April, but... Not enough to to stop the Fed from doing what the Fed's doing. Unemployment, this is almost an ideal read because it keeps everything as is status quo. The gain in payrolls combined with unchanged work week and hourly earnings resulted in aggregate wages increasing two tenths of a percent. That's enough to keep retail sales from contracting in May, not enough to drive the economy into full employment and potential GDP growth. There's essentially average responses to this going on. It was a number that was highly anticipated. Um, more people join the workforce or or looking to join the workforce. Private sector payrolls jumped by 178 thousand, pretty much so in line with expectations. So that's what we get this morning out of our economic data. So taking a look at how the market numbers are reacting, we have the S P 500 up 16, Dow up 177, the Nasdaq up 30. I just fell asleep on me there. Yeah, That's a little on the late side. Usually you jump in on the first number, but I'll catch you some slack. Uh, Alan Greenspan saying, taper now, even if economy's economy is not ready. One of the problems is that it is tough to time decisions, policy decisions, economic policy, monetary policy decisions. They're not set up for perfection. You're either going to be too early or a little bit too late. SP 500 um, rallying is telling us that we can work with these numbers. We could certainly work with these numbers. What else do we need to really focus in on this morning? Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Chad, is there anything jumping out at you?
4: Um, you know, based on some emails and some recent meetings, Rob, it's interesting to see what, what the Fed is doing for investors is somewhat working because I'm seeing a lot of people just really shy away from, from bonds. Um, Lipper put out some numbers that there was $9 billion in outflows in bonds. Now, it's not matching a flow into stocks yet. It's people just not wanting the bonds, right? Right. So it's 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 interesting. It's not pushing back into the stocks 100%. Most of the money that you've seen flow into the stock market has is is come from mutual funds that had extra cash, man, money managers that had extra cash, you know, going into the market. But when I talk to some of these people that end up with, you know, at 60 years old with almost, you know, 80 to 90% in equities in stocks – and you know how would you feel if your portfolio dropped twenty percent tomorrow? And people say, "Well, I can't really handle that." And it's we have not had any kind of a significant ten percent correction or more since early two thousand eleven. And typically, we have three, five to seven percent corrections a year. Um, so people are starting to take that extra risk again. You know what I mean? In their in their retirement portfolio because they can't get any yield out of the bonds and they're scared that bonds are going to lose money. Right. And certain types of bonds can lose money if interest rates go up, but there's no reason why you can't maintain a certain amount in fixed income and just shorten up your duration quite a bit. Low duration, short-term, intermediate-term uh, bonds. Stay away from the Treasury type. I'm talking about short-term, more of the corporate stuff, um, floating rate funds that are real short-term duration, good long-term managers, things like that. That you still have, you, you still need that downside cushion for those negative years as you get close to retirement. So I really want to caution people. I mean, I, I, I do like stocks, but I still like maintaining rules of risk exposure in your portfolio as you get to retirement. Don't take too much risk because the the longer you go without a correction, the closer that 20% correction is around the corner. And I think it'll be short-lived if it does happen, but it will happen in the next five years.
2: So the increase in yields has caused some investors to take some profits in the areas of the market that have experienced the greatest price appreciation over the past few years. There's all sorts of strategies that you have to work with, international strategies, fixed income strategies, macro strategies, economic investment strategies. Mm -hmm. Um, Financial planning, this is what kills me, is people who try to do it themselves, and they can't even talk about a macro versus micro strategy, or they don't. I saw a portfolio this week that just had all basically names that have been on Jim Cramer's Mad Money.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: You know, it's Lululemon, but he hasn't made or lost money because he bought it recently. It was Google he hasn't made or lost money. He lets it go up 600%, then he gets into it. Mm-hmm. Apple, he's lost 5%. He lets it go from 60 to you know 700, back down to 400, and he gets in at 425. Like, it's crazy, some of these... Um
4: I saw a portfolio come in the other day that was had a real estate ETF and a short real estate ETF inside of it. But what...
2: Hedging his bets?
4: (laughs) You're essentially a wash of zero. Uh, It it, doesn't make any sense. I mean, some of the things that people try to do, and sometimes people will try to say, hey, can you manage this chunk? I'm going to manage the rest of it on my own. And I I tend to hesitate to do that unless I'm managing the majority of it and let them have an account that they're trading with and, and, you know, here's your hobby money. Otherwise, it's too hard for me to kind of quarterback the overall situation. What's interesting to you know, get on that a little bit further is that um, I've got
2: uh, a family member that on the Kentucky Derby he bets on every horse, so he could go around and tell people that he picked the winning horse. <laughs> like, and then the, the higher odd horse wins, though he doesn't get any money; he loses everything basically. Oh, very, 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 very frustrating.
4: So I got an uh, email from Jim on the new show name. Okay. And he, one of Chad's the names that he new show. on the one one of the ones that we're new. New focus on your money. That's interesting. Oh, wait, I got that email, too. Oh, okay.
2: Okay. So Chad's starting a new show Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's going to be five days a week, 1 o'clock here on KDOW, 1220 a.m. Some of the names that we're playing around with, Chad Britton and your money. Hanging with Chad. Chad Wars, Episode 7, Return of the Chad. Chadzilla. (laughs) If anyone's got a better name, email chad at chadburton.com. It's chad at chadburton.com. Now, we've got two events coming up this weekend. Oh, Chad's Money Focus. Um, at the Elks Lodge, which is great parking in Palo Alto. If you've never been to Palo Alto and you live on the peninsula, this is your day. Come from 9 to noon. Hang out with Chad Burton. Uh, learn about investing. Learn about what your strategy should be starting to be formed and looking like in retirement. Um, it's a good event. It's 5 bucks. You can sign up at chadburton.com or robblack.com. Um, and then afterwards, go to lunch in Palo Alto. Palo Alto is a lovely, lovely destination for a sunny, hot weekend in the Bay Area.
4: No, right. no, no. It's going to be snowing, so it, there's nothing to do outside, so come to the event. Oh, it's going to be a gorgeous weekend. In case you haven't heard. Great, great, great. But but they say that if
2: you go out of this side, it will kill you. So come sit inside, air-conditioned Elks Lodge in Palo Alto, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning. It's for people generating secure, steady income in retirement. You know, it's actively engaged in the retirement planning scenario. And I'm at the point now where I have to start thinking in the next five to ten years about being actively engaged. But I've got parents who are in that retirement area. Um, You know, they're retired and not working, and they're dwindling down their money. So events like this, I always learn something. You can sign up for the event, learn more about the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com.
4: Anything you want to add, Mr. Bertone? Yeah. Kind of a lengthy email that I got. But... Long story short, we're talking about person that's in retirement. They've got a large bond portfolio of individual laddered bonds, and as they come due, they're not seeing anything they want to buy. So, what to do with those proceeds? What to do with that cash? That is something that bond investors are really struggling with because we showed a chart of the event that that shows how drastically interest rates have dropped since 2007. And you know, you go out there and try to buy bonds five to ten years that have any kind of safety factor to them, you're paying a large premium and not getting much income from it. So how do you deal with that? We'll talk about that after the break.
2: This is Rob Black in Your Money. Give me a call, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Market
3: Minute.
1: Black and Your Money on AM
4: 1220
1: double and iHeart Radio Station.
4: Welcome back into Rob Black and Your Money. I'm your host for the next few minutes, Chad Burton, Certified Financial Planner. If you want to get your calls in there, if you've got a money question, want a second opinion, what to do, 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. One of the things we're going to talk about is an email we got in that a um, person has several bonds. They have a bond ladder, so a lot of people that are in retirement... Obviously, you need 30, 40 percent in fixed income traditionally, and one of the best ways to do that when interest rates are high and steady, or high and looks like they're going to float downwards, is to buy individual bonds and ladder them out over time. Uh, that way, you avoid any fund fees, and you have good bonds, and, and you know as long as you hold them to maturity, you get your money back. But now, what I'm doing, I'm running into people that just like the situation where they've got these bond ladders; these bonds are coming due, a lot of them in the next couple of years. And they're saying, what do I do with the proceeds? And one of the things you have to ask, if you're in retirement and you've got a mortgage and you're looking at it to say, well, I'm paying four, four and a half percent of my mortgage. I can either refinance or I could pay it down. Or maybe you're 15 years into a 30-year fixed mortgage and all of a sudden most of your payments are starting to go to principal. And traditionally, as a retired person, you could still keep your mortgage and invest the proceeds in something safe like a bond ladder and make more money than what your mortgage is charging you after taxes. But it's tougher to do these days, and a mortgage is a cash flow requirement. And so some people, as long as in the state of California, I'm talking kind of mostly in the state of California at this point, because a lot of states that don't have as high of taxes don't, can't do this. But one of the things that you can do if you're retired and you're far into your mortgage and you've got a bond letter and all these bonds are coming due, if you can't find anything to reinvest in, then you look to your mortgage. And if you can pay off your mortgage and still itemize your deductions, then that might be something to consider, which is kind of opposite of what Rob and I have said in the past. But that's where we are in this interest rate environment. It's it's tough to want to look at it in, in laddering a bond. I would not really ladder a bond portfolio. I would rather you be in short-duration, liquid, no-load bond funds, both tax-free and corporate level, maybe a little sprinkling of things like international bonds and floating rate funds or senior bank loans, Then go out five, ten years on a bond that you're paying a premium for right now. You, you just be liquid and patient until rates rise up a little bit. It, but uh, bonds are definitely the toughest thing to talk about when it comes to the world of investing. The other one is, is to make sure you're not taking too much risk. Everybody's portfolio has rallied a lot in terms of the equity side. So if you're a close to retirement, if you're in ten years you need to have that transition plan to have three years worth of expenses in cash by the time you retire and then a balanced portfolio. So you need to start trimming and or sh- changing where you're contributing in your 401 Ks to make sure you have a nice well-rounded portfolio at that retirement date
2: we've got a couple of events coming up this weekend in palo alto at the elks lodge you can sign up for them at robblack.com it's tomorrow saturday 9 to noon wealth preservation retirement planning sign up at robblack.com and from one to four it's money 102 it's portfolio structure it's asset accumulation a little bit more robust than uh, Money 101, but if you've never been to an event, I'm sure you will find it very digestible. To um, get to the event, go to robblack.com, robblack.com for more information. Chad, one of the things that always has me intrigued is the changing stock market, and I keep reading you know, research report after research report after research report about the current... Um, Money on the sidelines. That's a tough one to get over.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It's, if you aren't in the market and it goes up 130% from its bottom, and yeah, it maybe you got out early and you saved some of that downside, but
4: you've got none of the upside, what do you do? That's the most stressed out investor right now. This is the one that has still stayed in cash through multiple rallies now. Again, I've, I've said this many times on your show, you need to have a plan to dollar cost to average in the market. Realize you can't time the market. Nobody can time the market perfectly. So you know, step number one, do your financial plan, <clears throat> because you need to figure out you know what's your risk tolerance, what can you handle, how close are you to retirement, because if you're within five years of retirement, you need that three years' worth of expenses to stay in cash. And what I mean by that is you have to calculate your cash flow. You say, how much do I need to retire, including healthcare costs and Uncle Sam? and then that's your that's your annual figure then you subtract out things like social security things like your pension and and you get your annual portfolio draw so it's three times your annual portfolio draw has to stay in cash and the rest needs to be diversified and so once you go through that planning process and say this is the amount that I need diversified you need to have a plan to either over a 3 or 6 month period dollar cost average into your portfolio don't look at the market news on a daily basis because you can get scared one direction or the other. Just get it put in because if you're focusing on the right assets like stocks, and I'm not talking about high-dividend-paying stocks. I'm talking about stocks that increase their dividend on an annual basis. Even when the market does go through 5 10 20% corrections, you will get paid a quarterly income to wait until the chart corrects itself over the long run. And uh, dividends are extremely important. If you look over from 2000 to 2012 – The S&P 500 has averaged about 1.6% a year, and 100% of that was because of the dividend reinvestment. Over the last 40 years, the market's averaged about 10.9%, and about 3% of that came from dividend reinvestment. Dividends are a huge part of the the overall portfolio structure, and people forget that. Some of the news
2: out there that you can focus on is it's story-driven, so you have to be kind of cautious that it doesn't necessarily mean anything to the return on the stock performance. For instance, AT&T today reported stronger U-verse broadband TV subscriber year-over-year growth. They expect post-paid wireless net ads of approximately $500,000. at and t versus Verizon, both stocks have been on fire for the last three to five years. Both stocks pay very high dividends. They're kind of utility, but they're also in the whole wireless business. So fantastic story. story came out yesterday that AT&T is considering partnering with uh, Peter Chernin who once ran Yahoo to potentially buy Hulu. And that makes you scratch your head and go, AT&T, Hulu.
4: Delivery service,
2: mobile devices. Mobile devices, right. right? And they got the Uverse TV thing, and story out last week, Echo Star was buying a security company because now that everyone has wireless in their home, it's really easy to set up security cameras. It's really cheap to set up sensors now um, because the wiring's already in your house with, with the cable, so. Uh, Echostar Dish Networks wants to become a cable security company, and AT&T, a wireless company, wants to become a content player. or Comcast has content, but people hate co- uh, cable companies. It, 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 but none of that necessarily makes you any money. What makes me money on those stocks is looking at their earnings. They make billions and billions of dollars. CFP, Chad, and myself are going to be in Palo Alto this weekend at the Elks Lodge. I will wear a funny moose hat if you come to the event. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning in the Morning from 9 to Noon and Money 102, Money 102, Portfolio Structure, Asset Allocation, Asset Accumulation in the Afternoon from 1 to 4. Come early, stay late, get some food, enjoy. You can find out more about me at robblack.com. You can find out more about Chad at chadburton.com. If you have questions, call. Yes, you have got three calls in the last five minutes. Don't be that person. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Sign up for the events at robblack.com.
1: At RobBlack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Welcome, Rob Black here, Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Little Lenny Kravitz. His mother was on good times, right? Isn't that the urban myth? It's true? I have no idea. I think she was wheezy. I probably have that story all wrong. <laughs> so, like, that's in the way of a good story. That's what I always say. That's right. Anyhow, and anyway, CFP Chad Burton is sitting in with me. A couple things. I've got a newsletter that I'm going to be emailing out later this morning. It is going to be tied towards the economy, market commentary. There's an article in it comparing Qualcomm to Intel and the debate that's going on. Intel, Chad, just released a new chip that's very low power that's great for cell phones and tablets. Um, That's where Qualcomm dominates. Qualcomm refined their chips at a recent trade show. Not much innovation, just a little bit of refinement. Um, let's go to a. F- what do we have? Do we have a phone call? No. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Chad, I'm gonna throw some words out at you, and you s- you throw back content ideas at me. Gold.
4: Uh, insurance, not an investment. Silver. Eh, same thing. I mean, I would rather people get more of an overall diversification either with commodities or managed futures. Over the long run in the portfolio, people that have, you know, 500000 above should have 5% alternative types of assets. Fixed annuity. Uh, don't touch a fixed annuity with a 10-foot pole right now. Wait till rates are higher. Fixed annuities are only good for people that are over 55, and the only time that they are good are if people, you know, they're trying to find a place for their safe money, they don't want any risk, and they have five years to tie it up. Um, so sometimes they're okay if you find them with companies that say, here's your guaranteed rate for the next three or five years, never any longer, and always with A-plus rated and, and, you know, very seldom. Again, it's only right for people that are kind of at that 55 to 65, 70 type of time frame that have that are looking for something safe but better than a CD.
2: Okay. Okay. And
4: don't forget, you can meet CFP
2: Chad Burton tomorrow in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. More information can be found at robblack.com. Variable annuity.
4: Uh, 99% of these are horrible. There's only two no-load variable annuities I like, and the only time I like them is for a bond alternative because they have guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefits. In other words, if you put in, uh, you know, if you're retired um, or you're close to retirement and you want income, you can put in, say, 100000 You get 5% out of it for the rest of your life, no matter what the market does, and still be invested about 60% in equities. Um, so... You pass off the risk of a big market downturn to the insurance company. Now, the fees are high, so you don't want to do it with all your portfolio. You only want to do it for a bond alternative and IRA accounts. And I, I heard a show host on this station just on uh, Thursday or Friday talk about how it doesn't make any sense to put IRAs into an, into an annuity. The only time you want to use an annuity is with IRA funds. And, again, they're only right for a bond alternative in the next couple of years. In, in probably three or five years, we'll say all annuities are bad, again. But if you're going to get into one of these things, anything you pull out of an annuity, uh, any gains is taxed as or ordinary income. Anything you pull out of an IRA is taxed as or ordinary income, so they actually match tax-wise. Um, so, again, we, uh, at the event, too, in the wealth management event, we talk about how the no-load ones work, which ones are good, what to look for, and when you use them. And when you get out of them as well, and you want no load, you don't want commissions involved in these things. So, again, 99% of those are bad, Rob. In my last newsletter, I highlighted GameStop
2: because there's this thought that the Microsoft Xbox, the new one that's coming out, Chad, is going to stop you from basically selling your old games. Like, that, it's going to be all online verification, and old games can't be – and GameStop makes a lot of money by people trading in old games. Yeah. Yeah. Stock's up 20% since I highlighted it. In large part because there's no way Microsoft wants to piss off the gaming community that gets together and goes to the game store and,
4: you know, slurs a lot. Yeah. So it's
2: you got a new Star
4: Wars video game. Let me give you the initial feedback from, um, you know, having a teenager in the house that I can't play video games worth anything. But uh, he's got Xbox, um, and he was ticked off when he started looking at the at the new Xbox reviews in, in terms of, not being able to use older games on it, and he, some of this stuff is rumor, obviously, I, I'm like, you know, if you want to write a research paper on it, I'll, I'll pay you to do it. Give it to me from a, a gamer's perspective, because the new Xbox in terms of getting into the household and having Microsoft and you know control the entertainment environment in your home, it's pretty attractive looking. But uh, I think you know maybe some of the gamers can give you some feedback on the show, but um, I think they're kind of very weary of this new Xbox. Yeah. And, and he the, said, I'm switching to a PS4 or something like that. I'm like, all right, calm down, buddy. I love it when you talk video games. Yeah, horrible.
2: Um, yeah, so the new modern architecture Xbox, they aren't going to retrofit old games into it. Um, and we'll have to get used to that. Yeah. So some of the things that I like about it is it'll be a DVR. So right then, you know, like, if you're paying $15 a month to rent a cable box from your cable company, You could instantly save $15 a month and just use your Xbox as a cable box. Um, I like the fact that it's becoming more mature. It gives me a reason to buy, but it does hurt your kid from potentially buying. Like you said, there's some some gives and takes. Um, You can access your entire game library anytime, anywhere, because it's going into the cloud. Trade in and resell your disc-based games is tied towards it. Some gamers chose to sell their old disc-based games back for cash and credit. They designed the Xbox One so game publishers can enable you to trade in your games at participate in retailers. So there's some concepts to it, like you said. But anyway, I'm not going to nerd out totally on Xbox.
4: Well, it's going to change. I mean, let's face it, too. A kid gets a game, or a gamer gets a game. They're they're going to play it for, you know, what, maybe six months to a year, and then it's going to get shelved pretty much permanently anyways because right. everything's going more online. So... It's, uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal. People will transition slowly.
2: So to get a copy of my newsletter, you can sign up for it at Rob, or just drop me an email, rob at com. It's rob at com. So let's go back to word association with Chad Burton. By the way, Chad's starting his own radio show here on KDOW Monday, 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock. We don't have a name for it yet. It's an unnamed show. Uh, so if anyone has any great ideas for it, send us an email, Chad at Chad It's Chad at Chad com. Um,
4: where were we? Structured note CDs? Did we do that one? Uh, no. Structure note CDs, that's going to probably be pretty proper, popular over the next couple of years. Um, Wells Fargo and a couple other banks put some of these things out. These are CDs that they are typically like five to ten years long that your return is based on the changes in market, a couple different market indexes. And uh, if you're going to get them, you want to make sure they're CDs, you know, federally insured certificates of deposit, so you get the FDIC insurance. But what will typically happen is you won't know your return until – you know, the end of the time period, you get a certain amount of the upside, maybe 30 to 40% of the upside of the certain stock market indexes without any downside risk. Um, so if you're looking at a five-year CD um, or even a one-year CD that's paying basically nothing right now, and you've got cash that you don't need for the next five years, and you're not willing to take any risk for it, you can look for a structured note CD as a safe money alternative. You've got to be careful, though, because a lot of firms put these out. They usually t- – some of them tie them to – currencies, or they're not FDIC insured, even though they call it a certificate of deposit. Um, so be careful. But these are going to become popular because interest rates are so extremely low, and we're probably going to be in a very low interest rate environment for quite some time.
2: More Americans than ever view President Barack Obama's signature health care legislation negatively. 49% of respondents to a recent poll said it's a bad idea. That's the highest mark ever recorded in the poll. A lot of people don't realize that if your employer doesn't give you the health care, you're going to have to have health care you're going to have to pay for it.
4: Yeah, and we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, how many people that are young and healthy, are well, they, they going to sign up and help keep the rates low, or are they just going to say, you know what, I'll just pay the tax penalty and not sign up at all? Right. And so we so, don't know what the rates are going to be. And, it, and we get clients all the time that say, you know, I'm retiring at 60. What are my health insurance costs going to be from 60 to 65? And we have to put in a pretty high number yep. because we don't know. And some of the insurance companies are talking about 20 to 25% rate increases. So the companies like Dollar General scare me
2: right now because they appeal to the lower-income people, um, the Walmarts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they scare me because if you have a low income, if you're a 22-year-old kid flipping burgers and you don't quite hit that 32 hours needed to work to get healthcare with your company and you have to pay for your own health care or you get fined or taxed on it with the IRS, you're going to have less money to spend at Dollar General. You're going to have less money to spend at McDonald's. You're going to have less money overall. kind of scares me. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's 2014. It's an, it's going to be a problem, I think.
4: Yeah, and it's when somebody brought up the investment, Cisco, not Cisco Systems, but Cisco Foods, which has kind of a you know hold on the market, right? Um, in terms of restaurant food delivery and things like that. But but my issue with that was that same thing. You got people are going out to eat in droves, but however you've got restaurants facing care cost issues and food costs are going up a lot. So it, it, that plays into a lot of different industries in terms of what the healthcare costs are going to be.
2: So I just got a Groupon for flight
4: lessons. Do you actually read those anymore? I'm so sick of Groupon living social emails that come in. Yeah, I, I just haven't gotten around to unsubscribing. Yeah. But
2: on occasion, there's something that comes through that I smile at. Um, but a flying lesson, I don't want a discount. <laughs> you know?
4: There's duct tape in that plane somewhere. You know that. Oh, that's a, that's a concept. But I don't like to... Kind of those. like LASIK eye surgery, too. You get, oh, do you want, I want 50%
2: off on that? That's a a business that has a huge markup. Anyhow, you can sign up for our events tomorrow at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. You can sign up for Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning with CFP Chad Burton, 9 to noon, Elks Lodge, Palo Alto, at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute.
1: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. dot com. Now back to Rob Black and your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW. So I think tech still has a long
2: way to go. There was a report that came out earlier this week that if we replaced, if we used a a watch to access Twitter and email and things like that and directions, we reach for our phone 150 times a day. And every time you reach for your phone, Chad, I'm like, oh, he's not paying attention to me. Imagine me being your girlfriend. I would be like, oh, look.
4: Gagged a little bit. No,
2: no, 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 no. Okay, okay, let's not, okay, let's strike that one. But... Gosh, we could get to the point where like you could actually check your emails on a watch. On a watch. I, don't, yeah. Maybe I see. It. I have i have worn a watch for years. I don't know. <clears> I don't get the messages, whole watch thing emails. Then you know if you have a message that you need to retrieve with your phone. This is this is an archaic notion, the brick. Even though it's thin and light. I know, but look at how large your phone is. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> I got the pimped out shoebox phone. So,
4: <laughs> yes you do.
2: Um, diamonds, gold, platinum. And a bedazzled case. A bedazzler. Yeah, 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 yeah. RB with a dollar sign on your case of your phone. Isn't it funny when you look back in time how, like, how quickly the bedazzler became just a total joke, but at some point in time it had to be...
4: Oh, it's it's coming back. What crazy is the, I mean, you, you live long enough, you see the fashion from your high school days show up on kids. Yeah. Bright colors and neon from, you the know, eighties junior high. Yep. Yeah. That's that's back. You have the hipster, you know, peg leg pants going on. It's horrible. We must have looked like idiots in high school.
2: Nah, he's a good looking man. Anyhow, and anyway, eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. no one wants to squeeze in a phone call. SP five hundred's up sixteen. The Dow's up one seventy seven. The Nasdaq's up thirty three. The jobs report was good, but it wasn't so good. It's very Goldilocks-y, and It should mean the Fed is uh, tied into their policy at this point in time. Until we get to unemployment at 6.5%, the Fed will probably keep rates pretty low, so we probably have another year. I have a calculator on whether you should sell your house now and move up or wait five years and do the same thing. Uh, the Mortgage Bankers Association expects interest rates to be 4.4% by the end of this year. So we're right about 4% on the 30-year. So not going up huge, but I have a calculator if anyone wants it. Drop me an email, rob at on should you move up or not. Chad and I are doing some events in Palo Alto, wealth preservation, retirement planning. What is the pillar, Chad, of retirement
4: planning? Well, boy, there's several, but if it, you know to narrow it down in just a quick list and some of the things that we go through at the wealth management event in the morning, if, if you really want to nail your retirement, it's a I can retire and I can be pretty comfortable. You really have to do a cash flow analysis. I mean, a longer term, you know, what does my situation look like and where is each dollar going to come from? Um, you don't want to go to an event where they sell you, like, you know, wheelbarrows of money and private REITs and things like that. That's that's not what you need. So you have to start off with a very clear list of expenses, but not only what you're spending now, but what you're going to spend in retirement in terms of travel, visiting your grandkids buying the RV, the second home, things like that. You need a very clear list of that. But on top of that, you have to add health care costs and realize what those are between Medicare Part B and all the other costs that can average about 600 bucks a month per person. And then you have to say, what is my tax situation? Because the guy that has a, you know, a large taxable account and a small IRA is very different from the guy that has the same amount of money in a 401K and not much in taxable accounts. So what is your specific family's tax calculation between where your assets are and where you're going to pull those assets, and what are all your itemized deductions? So going through that process of your expenses and including your taxes, then that's when you can say, here's my tax-efficient income plan. Here's how much I'm going to draw from my IRAs. Here's how much I'm going to draw from my taxable accounts and cash and dividends and tax-free bonds. What does that all look like, which leads to you know how much cash you need to have on hand, which is three years' worth of your expenses? And then you can go, once you have your expenses, where you're going to pull your money from, which types of accounts you're going to pull from, that's when you can then go from, okay, here's my safe money, I'm setting that aside, here's my portfolio, here's how much I need large cap, small cap, mid cap, international, fixed income, all those different areas, and then where your asset location is, where you should put your large cap versus your international versus your fixed income versus your tax-free bonds. And then then I talk about you know how you have to actually more monitor that, in retirement, you have to rebalance more often and peel the growth off to replenish your cash in retirement. You've got to get a little bit more active in retirement from peeling the house money off the table.
2: Gold getting crushed today. Found 30 bucks an ounce. Glenn Beck is offering an apology for dividing the nation with some of his commentary in the past few years.
4: Is he still around? I <laughs> thought he became irrelevant in the last few
2: months. Pulled up a nice photo for you to look at, Glenn Beck. Yeah. He doesn't have a neck anymore. So he's kind of like a a sausage. He just looks like sausage. What happened to his neck? I don't know. It's kind of gone, isn't it? Yeah. Um, But anyway, he's apologizing for dividing the nation. And I think he should apologize for pushing gold coins. I think he's done more damage to the the poor people of America who listen to his lunacy than he's done good.
4: Gosh, and gold miners, they lost their any ground that they creep back. GDX gold miners is down 3.5% today. You know, that's an area where you got stocks traded at PEs of, you know, 10 yields of 1.2. You know, if you're patient in that area, you can make some money in the long term, but it's not doing anything right now.
2: Kind of killing uh, a sector. But again, sectors have and flow, and you should have exposure that you have in good times and bad times.
4: Yeah, I think if you have a decent exposure to mid-cap, which is had kind of... Good correction le- lately. You yeah. get enough miners and REITs and some of those mid cap funds that are out there.
2: Yep. A little mid cap, little small cap, little large cap. We're going to talk about this and much, much more tomorrow at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. It's your last chance to sign up at robblack.com, it's robblack.com. CFP is gonna go from nine to noon while preservation retirement planning. Uh-huh.
1: Rob Black has a financial interest in the success of New Focus Financial. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice